Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay. Okay, we're ready. And books are sexy. Here we are today, Tuesday, January 17th, notable for being the day after MLK Day, notable for being Tuesday, notable... For the most important reason. Um, of course. My kid has Taekwondo after school today. Yeah. I teach puppy class tonight. We have new releases. We're missing new releases. Today? It's Rachel's birthday. Happy birthday, bitch. <laughs> it's important. And I do appreciate people who take their birthdays very seriously and celebrate themselves because I think it says something about like, they, their feeling of worth in the world. And Rachel feels like she's worth a lot. Rachel, are you, are you like one of those people that you, it's your birthday month, so everybody has to be nice to you? No, that's Amy. Month? Or is are you like a birthday week, or is it just your birthday? Um, I'm like neither, none of those things, actually. It's just fun to say it's my birthday, but I don't really usually want to do anything for my birthday. I like celebrating other people's birthdays over mine. Okay, um, so I you can plan my birthday party? Um, sure, but you guys are never here for your birthday, so yeah, we try we try and make a okay. So, um, Rachel has become see, you guys need to understand. I always make fun of Rachel's wine buying, but just before getting on, I was describing the fact that she for Christmas gave Ellen and I magnums that she got from Trader Joe's, and I forget. What do you even remember what the brand was or anything about them? Anyway, I opened mine last night. I meant to drink it with my family over the holidays. Oh, what was yesterday? Um, it's been a tough week. I've been to therapy four times this week, various, various different therapies. You know what would have been cool is if on the Magnum there was a picture of Tom Selleck's face. Tom Selleck, because Magnum (laughs) PI, somebody probably makes that. We should look, but. Background. Rachel grew up in Madrid, Iowa. (laughs) Madrid. (laughs) And it's near Slater. And so her family was friends with the, am I saying it right? Snooze Hill or do you say Snest Hill? It's Snooze. It's Snooze Hill Winery. And so she has has served a lot of wine. She has slung as much wine as she has slung books. And so she actually knows what she's doing. Um, she picked us out a Prosecco today. She is learning her French, not Latin, Rachel. Um, so she knows that brute means brute means dry. And she got us a dry um, Prosecco called Bianca Vigna. So I think that means white. That white. on your birthday, you didn't fuck the wine up as bad as you normally do. Yeah. It's for me. It would be nice to meet Ellen. <laughs> Just kidding. JK. So I wish that all wines gave their story on the back of their label because obviously, like, I'm a reader. I'm a book peeper. <laughs> pre- peeper. I'm a book person. Um, but what else? They have um, a really cool embossing on this bottle, a BV that's pressed out. Um, reverse embossing, I guess. Embossing means pressing in. It's a reverse emboss. So um, it's very cool. And um, it's dry. So we're going to drink it before I go to my, like I said, my fourth therapy session this week. Um, It's time to drink. (laughs) Nothing nothing like getting ready for therapy with a glass of champagne. It's not her fourth session on Tuesday. No. (laughs) Over the course of a week, 
I went to the therapy four times because therapy is the best. I have one for my sisters and me. I have one for, I had one for me and my dad, but my dad made another egregious um, assault on the family. I'm not saying physical assault, but like he's a dumbass. And so I'm not going to go to that therapist anymore and a marriage therapist and a personal therapist. And so that's why I need Magnum. You're fully therapized. I am therapized and I keep trying, I keep trying to tell my children it's like naps. Do you know how, like when you have kids and you make them take a nap and they're pissed off? And you're like, someday you're going to love naps. You're going to wish you could take a nap. You're going to, and you can't. But Eloise, my oldest, she's at the age she figured it out in the last year. She loves naps. She was like, I'm going to go down to my room, take a nap. Like she loves (laughs) naps. And the the younger two, of course, are like, no way. They do not want to have a nap. Um, And so those are my children that go to therapy. I'm like, someday you're going to realize that this is an indulgent gift of medicine and a way of (laughs) like, like a privilege. It's a privilege to have healthcare coverage that covers mental health care. Related to which I'm just going to, you're going to ask me what I'm reading. So I'm just going to tell you. Um, Hey, yeah. What are you reading? Spare by Prince Harry. What? I didn't So, oh, I was so, we did not get those books until the last minute. They were very serious. You know, there were leaks. People were talking about it online. We did not get our copies until the day it released. Um, a million people, like half the staff grabbed a coffee. Lots of customers were waiting on 45 more to come in. They're supposed to come in today. We'll see. Um, but you can listen to it on Libro FM as well and listen to Harry's sexy voice. And he does a nice job narrating. Like he probably a lot of his public speaking background makes him not stiff, but he, um, it's interesting. He talks about, you know, the family has made efforts on mental health care and um, his dad, who he calls Pa, and his brother, who he calls Willie, have both been involved in it. But um, when Harry came back from multiple deployments to war, he had PTSD. And even though he was doing all this charitable work to help injured soldiers, both physically injured and uh, mentally, emotionally hurt uh, warriors, he could not self-diagnose himself. And it took him quite a lot of time. So he not only had PTSD, but he was reactivating his PTSD from when his mother was killed. And so it's really interesting to listen to him talk about seeking mental health care, all the different uh, approaches he took to kind of um, temper his PTSD. Um, I'm not all the way through it. I'm like four fists through. So I don't, you know, I just got to Megan. They're not engaged yet. What? I'm not revealing anything. Everybody knows everything, but, um, (laughs) listening to him talk about mental health and finally going to a therapist and getting, I mean, he had, he had attempted therapy multiple times in adulthood, but it took finding the right therapist. Um, I will say, I will like, this comes out right in the beginning. So I promise not true, true spoiler, but shut your ears. If you don't want any spoilers at all, he believed his mother had just disappeared because she had just been so tortured. He saw the car accident in Paris as her grand escape and that she was hiding somewhere, um, all those years. And she, he would always wonder like, it's today, the day she'll come back or good for mummy. She is, she's hiding from all this. She's no longer being tortured. 
And so it took him, I mean, into his teen years, that was how his head operated. Um, so anyway, I'm really, really, really enjoying that. But I'm concurrently reading Hello, Beautiful, the Anne Napolitano book, um, loosely uh, related to Little Women. Um, I'm listening to the new Grady Hendrix that comes out later this month, How to Sell Haunted House. I'm really liking the start of it. It's so normal. But as we know with everything Grady Hendrix, it's going to get <laughs> fucked up. So I'm not there yet. What are you reading, Ellen? I'm reading. Chain Gang All-Stars. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Which comes out in April. And this book has had a lot of hype. Like, you, you're, like there's buzz around it. And it's warranted. So, basically, it's a dystopian novel about the ways in which the U.S. Uh, criminal justice system is super fucked up. Specifically, uh, like prison for profit models right so this just sort of takes it some steps further right and in this dystopian u.s there is a program that um convicted uh murderers and rapists can opt out of like the death penalty and they participate in this program called chain gang all-stars and it is consists of um it's it's reality tv entertainment and so the main draw are these like battleground matches so they're fight to the death matches Mm -hmm. there's also some other things that are entertainment for people but if you survive three years on what they call the circuit in this program doing these death matches then you're free Right. And it makes you think about like Roman times, um, Greek times, you know, like um, people battling to the death or bullfights, things like that. Things people have done in the past. And it it centers on one main character, Thurwar is her name, and she is two fights away from being freed. Holy shit. One other person has ever been freed on the circuit. Whoa. Do they talk about their crimes? A little bit, yes. And so, so it's weird. So they're yeah. called chain gangs. So like a group from a particular prison is called a chain and each individual prisoner is a link. Okay? Mm. So links don't fight each other if they're on the same chain. They right. fight other like right. on other chains. Right. So it sort of centers on Third Wars chain gang. All right. And she's like the head link, essentially. She's the one right. closest to being freed. She's the de facto leader of the group. And uh, it's her story. And she has been made aware of some rule changes coming to the next season of Battleground. Wow. That are going to impact her chain. Meanwhile, on the outside, there's a group of organizers. There's a lot of dissent around this idea that this is a multi-million dollar entertainment industry that is rooted in the death of of people, whether they're criminals or not. Right. Um, And then there's also one character who's like, fucking obsessed with all things chain gang all stars like he's a super fan (laughs) there's always someone i get it but their marriage isn't great so she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get into chain gang all stars and learn all the things so they're kind of another story oh that this sounds so Um, good but they're short chapters um and what's cool is that there are footnotes at the end of every chapter where the author talks about like the things that she's describing in the story what real things they come from like 
she'll say, this program is actually a real thing at this prison in this place. Wow. Like, not the battleground thing. But this like, is, the different things she talks about. This comes out in April? It comes out in April. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm really scared about our, our game today. Why? Because it's a storytelling game and you're a Rachel's writer and I'm not. <gasps> okay, good. I am. Yeah, it's your birthday present. You're welcome. You get to be included on your birthday. Okay. Today's um, focus of conversation is going to be storytelling. And here's how this works. I am going to give you a prompt. I have this website here. We'll put it in the story notes or the okay. show notes, whatever the fuck's called. And I'm going to roll these story dice. And I'm going to give you three things. And then you need to quickly construct a story, one to two minutes long, that involve those three things. Okay. Are we, are, are Rachel we and I doing this? I need to do have wanna, my. Do you want to do it collaboratively or do you want to do it individually? Let's do it collaboratively okay. and then let's make her do it by herself. Okay. okay. Oh, wait. Well, what? what would be the purpose of us doing it separately? Because it puts stories. the pressure on you. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at this website. It's super cool. I'm gonna roll you know what? for you and give you your props. You're I'll, gonna roll. I'll pull up. My, I see I'll it shows it five phone. options, so you're gonna pick I'm three just of the five. Three of the five. Okay. And then we will I go also, to Dave. Burst? You don't have to go there. Sure. Yeah, she's gonna tell us. Give prompts to our listeners. Okay. And they can write Ooh. stories for us Ooh. in the comments. Okay, please and do. If you do, we'll give you nothing, but we will love you. And we will know that you. We are, will shout you out. We will in the shout next you episode. out. We will shout you out. Yeah, we'll shout you out in the next episode. Hey, maybe we'll give a free sticker to the best one. Yeah. Ooh. I like that idea. Okay, okay now sticker. there's incentive. Oh, oh, that one sticker that we give to people who participate in all our writing events the cool writer lovey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Author lovey. Author lovey will go Wait, to the quit. best story in the comments. Stalling. Okay. Here are your prompts. Okay, ready. A banana. Mm hmm. A guitar mm -hmm. and a battery. Go. We have to write the story as we talk. Yeah. About it. yeah. Tell me a story that involves those three things. Okay. There was a band trying to make it right. in the country music scene. And the battery for their amp was not working. Right. And they showed up at a Nashville bar. Right. And the banana fits in because well, when they started playing and the amp wasn't working and nobody threw the banana bananas, at them. Yeah. And their lead singer uh, slipped on the banana. Breaking and, his guitar. And his ankle. It really it, hurt. But it was one of those rally moments where he had to pull inside himself. His name was Richard. Imagine the scene when that one gymnast was running on a broken that foot. That one gymnast. <laughs> And she did the Curry vault. Strug. She did the vault. Sorry, that's your time, not mine. I know. She did the vault and landed it. It's like that was similar. his moment. This he, is his he, moment. He, knew he uses he was the mic on. stand as his crutch, and he stands up, and People he belts out. In the Everyone's booing. They can't hear him. He has no guitar. They're not but rooting then, for him, but he's rooting for himself. Yeah, that's what I meant. They're booing, but we're rooting for him because we're reading the story, and so he grabs the mic stand he uses as a crutch and his biggest best sexiest voice comes out and he sings his solo written song and everyone shuts the fuck up and he becomes famous 
forever. And the acapella version never, like, nothing else can live up to that one mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows it. It's the origin story. And it's talked about, but there was only so many people there and it was never recorded. So it's like this legend and legend all across the land. Yeah. The end. The end. Ellen, okay. did you that ever actually, finish? That was actually pretty good. Um, there were a couple of plot holes I'd like to point out. Okay, okay point pause. Out. Did you ever finish my story that you were writing, the package? No. Right. As we've mentioned many times, Rachel is nearly married to <laughs> no. the UPS fill-in driver, Jordan, who came to her company Christmas party, even though there was a playoff game on. He wore his Packers stuff, but he enthusiastically <laughs> participated in puzzling. And um, anyway, so we're writing a romance. Ellen is writing a romance because Ellen is a writer, loosely based on their sexy romance that involves a UPS uniform. I was informed by Jordan that he is not allowed to wear his uniform outside of work because someone might stop him and give him a package. Okay. Okay. Tell us about our plot holes. Okay. They're minor. You just might want to think about it on the, on the rewrite. Okay. I, I like the hopeful tone of your story. Yeah. Okay. You did a good job setting the scene. Um, Amps don't typically run on batteries. You plug them in. This amp does run on a well, battery. That That's shows because it's that a tra- this singer is stupid. It's a traveling. <laughs> it's a traveling amp. So yeah, you plug it in. It needs D fours or whatever. Yeah. Like, D's. D's. Because this gig with a low battery. This bar doesn't have, This bar built their stupid stage in a spot where there was no plugs. That makes so. no sense, Rachel. Okay. That well, that's be, what. That anyway. would be a more major plot hole. The second plot hole <laughs> is. He just trips on, like, he slips on a whole banana? Or the yeah, peels. people throw banana peels. Yeah, That's what we banana said, banana peel. peel. Oh, you said banana. Well, they threw a banana, and then Sorry. there's a peel the, with the in banana. In the edit, we you would have said it was a banana too. peel. And then, I have slipped Why did someone things. have bananas at a bar? I don't know. They sell them. Actually, it uh, came from the bar. For a dirty monkey. It yeah. was for a dirty monkey. Or a peanut, like, yeah. One of the blended drinks requires bananas, and mm-hmm. so they had peels, and the bar handed them because they were also tired of. Okay, thank you for addressing those. Okay, yeah. your turn. How can we make it hard? Okay, so I think we should go with this one. This one. Oh yeah, because you know where she's gonna go with that one. I don't know. Oh, I do. This one and this you one and what shit. one? Uh, this one. That one. Okay. What? All right. All right. Okay. So we got a prompt. Hold on. A sailboat. Okay. A dish set, like a plate. Fork, plate, knife. Yep. And a light bulb. A light bulb. Go. Go. All right. Sandy and Mark were (laughs) struggling in their marriage. Sandy just wasn't into any of Mark's hobbies. But she decided in her New Year's resolution that she would try to be into the things that Mark was into. And perhaps this would make them love each other more and maybe spice up their lackluster sex life. I told you. I told you. I knew exactly where this was going. So, a recent hobby that Mark had taken up was sailboating. Yep. On Sailorville Lake. Yes, on Sailorville Lake. Near Polk City, Iowa. Okay. Okay. He had a sailboat. It was called... Rachel. What? 
named after his ex. It has nothing to do with you. Stop being oh, so oh, oh, named after the ex. Yeah. Sandy's probably pissed. Yeah, if exactly. I was the wife, exactly. I wouldn't be happy. What? You know, props to to Sandy for being willing to take mm-hmm. a ride on Rachel. Okay. He should change <laughs> the name. She'd want to crash Rachel into the mile-long bridge. Anyway, mm-hmm. Sandy says to Mark, listen, when the winter is over, I'll go sailing with you. You can show me the literal ropes. Okay. I knew you were going and there. Find out what else he's been doing you out there. You can show yeah. me. Let me tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get to write Mark and Sandy's story. I do. (laughs) April rolls around. Rachel gets pulled out of the water. And they start sailing together. Put onto the water. Hey, we'll we'll tell her her plot holes at the end. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Excuse me. You said pulled out of the water. Rachel gets pulled out of the water. That's what happens in the fall. She gets put into the water. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. She gets put Mm -hmm. into the water. Plot hole. Well, if you didn't keep interrupting me with your stupid fucking bullshit, which I didn't do to you, I could keep my train of thought. Okay, keep going, keep going. Okay. So anyway, they start sailing together. Sandy's becoming proficient. And then one day, in the heat of June, another sailboat slips into the slip beside theirs. And it's a really hot, tanned-looking, buff couple. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And their names are Jean and Todd. <laughs> and for a couple of weeks, they just sort of wave, friendly wave mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. And Sandy wonders, what's this pineapple flag they're flying? <laughs> <laughs> on the sailboat. FYI, there are real pineapple flags on Sailorville Lake. There are. We Ellen knows. Okay, so sailboat, dinner utensils, what was the third one? Dinner um, utensils and a light bulb. Like a, oh, a light bulb. A okay. plate, a knife, a fork. Okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a couple weeks later, Jean is like, hey guys, I got this really new nice set of utensils <laughs> <laughs> that are, um, you know, really good for boating. <laughs> <laughs> you should come grill out on our boat with us. Uh-huh. And they say, okay. So Sandy and Mart get on Jean and Todd's boat, and they sail out into the middle of the lake. Mm-hmm. They're eating hot dogs. Mm-hmm. They're eating, like, some hummus and shit. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> Jean goes, hey, light bulb moment. How, <laughs> <laughs> How would you guys like to play Monopoly? And they said yes. And that was, they became best friends at end. No pineapple? Where was the pineapple? Come on. So I just feel like I wanted I to undermine your assumptions. Okay. I, fresh. That, I, I put that book down and I was like, why the fuck did I read this? you didn't share enough about how Mark and Sandy were fixing their relationship. Also, it's only two minutes. There, you don't have time. There was minutes. no have you ever been connection married? of... How they suddenly got to know each other well enough to be like, yeah, I'll go out in the middle of the lake and eat some hot dogs. Yeah, I did. So they waved at each other. That happens. Yeah, but that was early on. But then it was like, hey, guys, I got silverware. (laughs) I I feel it's very realistic. You guys, pineapple flags, upside down pineapple flags mean that you are there for swinging. Swingers on Sailor Bill people. You have heard it here. It is true facts. Do you want to hear a really funny story? Yeah. 
Okay. So my friend was just on a cruise like back in November and in her cabin, all of a sudden next door, the cabin next to her had a pineapple on it. And like she had heard for days, like them having a really loud, like sex. And she's like, I don't know if anybody's going to come to it, to this cabin, because first it was just him and his wife. And then there was suddenly an upside down pineapple. And she's like, oh God, I can't handle if more people come into this whole mix. (laughs) But yeah, so it happens on cruises. It happens everywhere. Except for with me. It happens in Polk City. I will not pineapple. This is a judgment-free zone. I support anyone who does something consensually. Um, but this uh, will link in the show notes. Dave Burse, B-I-R-S-S.com. Um, these are his story die. So these are great. I actually used to use similar prompts, you know, when I was teaching. So if yeah. you like to write, they're just fun little things. Um, you could play with your kids, you know, like, tell me a story with these three things. Mm-hmm. So the prompt we're going to give you and you have to write in our comments. And if we like yours best, we'll shout you out. Okay. And send you a sticker is we want a story where your prompts are umbrella, award, statuette, and ghost. Mm, okay, cool. Take us a lot of directions. Okay. I hope you do, you do something very literary. And we will get you, regardless of whether you live in town or somewhere else, an author lovey vinyl sticker. How are they sending us their stories? In the comments. In the comments. On our social posts. Read that about show. this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, note to self, Rachel. All right. Okay. Some other writing and storytelling resources we should talk about. Yeah, and the reason why we played this game was to tell you that we support authors and writers, and we. Yes. So this we, is one way. We talked a little bit about it last week. We have our first ever Writers Lab at Dog Eared Books this coming Saturday. It's going to be the first and third Saturday of every month. Um, and so it's this Saturday, January 21st, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. in the Dog Eared Loft. No registration required. And the topic will be utilizing your influences. And Emily is going to lead it. And she was telling us about kind of the activities and prompts she has planned. It's going to be really fun, really hands-on, really collaborative, but also an opportunity to, like, just get your writing going. And connect with people who are interested in writing. It's always fun to find your people. Like, when we created the bookstore, I found all the people who were obsessed with books. And now I have a friend you know, group. Writing The end goal for writing does not have to be publication. Like, you can just write for the fun of writing joy of writing like it doesn't it doesn't have to be like in hello beautiful that's one of the concepts that they're exploring some of the characters is that something isn't necessarily a book something could just be writing because it's therapeutic because you enjoy it just because i like doing puzzles doesn't mean i want to be an international puzzle competition circuit member i mean i do you do i do hear what you're saying mm-hmm. um another resource in our community is ames writers collective so this is a local nonprofit that aims to build community around writing and to help all folks see that they are writers and that writing can positively impact their lives whether it's just writing for yourself or if you're aiming for public publication some cool things they've been doing is they have an open write tuesday over zoom so like every tuesday i think it's at three o'clock you can send in and there's just open write like general prompts um they do a weekly writing circle with cancer patients at Mary Greeley that has been very successful. Um, they've done writing workshops for teens. They've been collaborating with the, with the Octagon Center of the Arts um, to do like matching images and words type of 
type of writing and performance. Um, you can find out more about the Ames Writers Collective at ameswriterscollective.org. And remember, we want to read your two minute. You know what? We could probably read the best two minute tale on our next. We podcast. will. We will read it out loud. We'll read that shit out loud. We will practice it too. We will get all. If you include dialogue, we will honor it. We will play the parts, and we will also. Um, I mean, you'll be published audio. Yeah, you'll ways. be a published audio book writer. Yeah. Um. So we want your for two, two minutes <laughs> in the comments. Umbrella award statuette ghost. We could be giving you your next big break. You're welcome. Okay. Really exciting. Popping on the shelves. I know we talk about popping in the store. We have popping in the store. Okay. I like everything popping. Wouldn't it be funny if like there was like little, little like firecrackers or something going off in the store? Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Announcements, everyone. Book off the shelf and he went pew. You know, there's those there's those things the British people use at New Year's and other holidays called pop crackers or popper. I I think of them as poppers, but they're called crackers. And two people take the ends of them and pull and it explodes and it has like confetti or other things in it. We love our British people. Um, Anyway, three super great books coming out this week in fiction. I just want to talk about all of them. Um, Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone by Benjamin Stevenson. This is the fun, literary, smart, deep, meta, meta murder mystery for you. So anyway, Rachel knew it. She really enjoyed reading it. We both enjoyed reading it. And I think it's safe to say at this point, because we're coming out on Tuesday, it was our pick for January. This is how we wanted you. Are we allowed? Uh, It was our our pick for for our subscription. This is the best book out this month. It is so smart. Benjamin Stevenson, who lives in Australia, which we know because we got signed book plates that maybe or maybe did not get through customs in time for our mailing. We'll find out. Um, He wrote this book and he set it. He set it all up in the beginning. He gives you the rules. He 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 describes the special um, club of mystery writers that Agatha Christie was a, a part of, the pledge that they took, and the rules that they followed for writing a mystery. You can't play games. You can't mess around and invent things that don't exist. You can't have like secret twins. You can't do things like this. You got to play by these rules. And he says, dog ear this page. (laughs) He literally has a dot, 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 dot in the upper right hand corner of the rules of mystery writing. He said, refer back to this page. And we were like, you got us. You got us. And so like the, 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 the main character is the narrator. Uh-huh. Okay, so he's like sort of posing as the author of the story, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. And there's a family reunion at this like mountain resort, and the older brother is being released from prison, and this is the first time they're all going to be together. Uh-huh. Someone dies. Who did it? And it it all it relates back to a past murder. So there, everyone in his family's killed someone. He has siblings. He has like. His parents, everybody's responsible for a death. Somehow it feels like murder. It feels like um, Clue feels like a knives out experience. That's 
exactly how I experienced yeah. it. If you're in a Knives Out or the newest Glass Onion, this is Glass cool. Onion, Knives Out experience. So if you enjoy those, which you should, we highly recommend those as well. Streaming movies, um, very enjoyable. Um, there's some fun to be had, you know? It's not like you're typical police procedural there's a little bit of humor but there's also emotional relational things going on um and it was really it was really fun plus that was a killer cover okay rachel updates us benjamin stevenson's book was so killer fucking awesome that they've given him a sequel she's gonna look up the exact title it was so good. See, Ellen and I are really good at picking out books, which is why you should subscribe to the Dog Pack. Everyone on this train is a suspect. Everyone on this train is a suspect. When is it coming out? Does it say? Uh, I've not seen it in a catalog yet, but that's October 24th, 2023. Okay. So October, we'll fall 2023, you will be able to continue some fun with Benjamin Stevenson. Hold on. A train, a train journey, a dead body. And suspects who share one thing in common, how to get away with murder. Dun, dun, dun. So he's like the Agatha Christie type smarty pants. Uh, we love these kind of literary smart mysteries. It's kind of a return to the classic whodunit form. Yeah, instead of just lock the woman up in the closet in the basement and sexually abuse her. Yeah, like, I'm tired of that. So another book we're excited about is A Sense of Wonder by... Matthew Salisis. Um, it's an Unvoices uh, author. It's, it's for um, any of you who enjoy K-dramas. It's yeah. very much a K-drama book. Um, and it's about but- <laughs> a couple. Uh, they're Korean-Americans. And it's kind of their love story, but their individual journeys. And one of them is an NBA basketball player. Who wants to be the first, like, Michael Jordan-level Korean or Asian superstar. He wants to be LeBron James. He w- And he feels like because he's the Asian guy, he's just a, I don't know, a peg filler. Like, I don't know. He's under he's underappreciated. Um, well, he's not utilized. Invisible. He has to play certain roles. He very much has to censor himself in his post-game interviews. He is very, very constricted and confined and defined by this role as an Asian basketball player. And his girlfriend is a producer of K-dramas. Mm-hmm. And so she's often in Seoul working. And her dream is to bring sort of the K-drama format to American television. Because she knows everyone's going to love it. So it's primarily, I think, told from uh, the main character, the basketball player's perspective, um, trying, you know, his desire to make it in the NBA and, you know, how he navigates that. Um, It's about his relationship with this girlfriend who writes the K-dramas or directs the K-dramas. It's about the roles they have to play in their individual jobs. When am I American? When am I Korean? And um, there's there is a fun play at the end. There, so there is a um, a twist. There's a twist that <laughs> you get to the end and yeah. you're like, uh oh, do I need to reread this book? Yeah, 
Yes. So we almost picked it for that reason, but Benjamin Stevenson had us with his dog earring. Yeah. Okay. Last one. I'm totally here for this one. I have the advanced reader copy. You could also buy it fresh from us. Fresh. I have not had a chance to read it yet because um, I know it's a, it's a niche interest, but Marie Benedict is the killer historical fiction. Like if you want to read historical fiction that is well-researched and based on real powerhouse women, read Marie Benedict. Her last one was The Personal Librarian, which she wrote with a co-author. This is her return to her next project, and she is writing about the Mitford sisters. I loved The Pursuit of Love. It was my favorite (laughs) book that I read last year. It did not come out last year. The Pursuit of Love was written maybe in the 40s or the 50s, but it feels like it was written today because Nancy Mitford is a badass bitch who is before her time. She lived how she lived. She did what she did. And so she wrote these books that were very much inspired by her upbringing among sisters and a young brother and her crazy family in the countryside of England. They were sort of privileged, like sort of like connected to like the work. I don't know the hierarchy of, you know, titles and things in England, but they were, they were people that were important, but their children were like, we will do what we want. We were built differently. Their dad was crazy. There is a lovely, um, I think three part series called the pursuit of love that truly pays, um, homage to the original content of the book of The Pursuit of Love. So loved it. The Mitford Affair is about the six Mitford sisters. Each unique, beautiful, eccentric, um, and they are everywhere in England. Like everybody knows who they are. They're like kind of like the Paris Hilton, but with some merit. Like, a little bit of substance. We're not just uh, selling velour jumpsuits and turning uh, the records. Um, And so it is the way Marie Benedict tells stories is she she writes it as close to history as possible. She gives you a narrative. So it's about them, um, their family falling into disarray when Diana divorces her. One of the sisters divorces her wealthy husband to marry a fascist leader. Um, And another sister go to Munich um, inciting rumors that she's becoming Hitler's mistress. So this is like, you know, all your readers who want your World War II books, okay? This is one that's got some substance, the oomph. And I don't think there's any bombers on this cover. Not that I can see. Yeah. We'll find out when the final copies arrive. So... Um, this is about these unique women and, and there is a generation of people who grew up knowing who the Mitfords were, uh, because they remained relevant into the fifties and sixties. Um, and they're on their descendants did as well. And the writing Nancy Mitford was killer. Um, and so is Marie Benedict. They're a good match. Your favorite things. Yeah. Killer. Okay. Um, in nonfiction, we have um, a book that would be in our nature section called Jellyfish Age Backwards. 
And this one's sort of interesting. So the author is Nicholas Brenborg, and he explores like different species throughout the world that have like extremely long um, lifespans and what we can learn from those species. Like, um, so it's kind of in the vein of an immense world. Like yeah. Young, like talking about like cool things. Nature writing in its best. Yeah. So that one's coming out. New in paperback is The Reunion. This is Romance by Kayla Olson. Um, two former teen television stars reconnect at the show's reunion 20 years later. And guess what? The chemistry is still there. That sounds really fun. All right. Popping at the store. Ugh, let's pop Woo! at the store tonight. This is really 17th, exciting. 6 p.m. Thrills and Chills Book Club, the first meeting of Thrills and Chills Book Club, discussing the seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. That's tonight, six o'clock. Tomorrow, the 18th, 10 o'clock in the morning, story time with Amanda and Lovey. Always a good time. Yeah, and I think Lovey will be out of her cone again. She has been having eye issues. Just FYI for the Lovey fans, because we know that you guys really care. She played too hard. She got... And I ulcer. And then oh, she, I know it happens all the time when you play too hard. <laughs> and so she had to wear a cone and she had to have eye drops and she doesn't really love her eye drops, but she is a very good dog. So she lets me do her eye drops. And so she went back for her checkup. She's in a cone again because we had a little cyst removed off of her bottom eyelid. You know, we all grow those weird little skin tags and things. Well, Lovey got one removed. And so she's in a cone. She's got stitches. She's taking a break. She's chilling out at home. Yeah, she's got some puppies at home in our family. So if you come to the store and you're incensed that Lovey is not there. She has had major surgery. She's recovering. She's recovering. Don't assume you know things about people's lives or dogs' lives. You don't. (laughs) Just walk Main Street. There are other dogs. Appa's at Aim Silversmithing. That Great Dane is at the hair salon. Brian at Heroic Inc. Inc. Go get your fixes and Lovey will be back for you because she misses you. She is so pissed off at me that she can't leave the the house in her cone. Yeah. She is trying to get through the door, but the cone keeps blocking her. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. Okay. Thursday, Mm -hmm. the 19th, 10 a.m. Dog-Eared Official Book Club (laughs) discussing Now is Not the Time to Woo! We love this book. Kevin Wilson. Top of the year for me last year. I'm so glad you picked it for a book club. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. That night, also Thursday, 19th, 7 o'clock, Cocktails and Conversations with Kirsten Anderson. Um, I will be facilitating this discussion. You may remember Kirsten, she successfully sued the state of Iowa about five years ago for sexual harassment. She endured at the state house. She's written a book about her experience, but also it's sort of a... It's almost like a pep talk. Like it, it challenges us to think about situations we might find ourselves in, either as a target of harassment or a bystander of harassment, and what we might do in those situations. And anyway, she's lovely. I had a chance to meet her. She popped in the store a few months ago. I think you'll really enjoy talking with her. Um, I'm looking forward to that. That's Thursday night. Um, and then Monday, the 23rd, 5 o'clock, we have Women from Other Worlds Book Club discussing The Witch and the Tsar by Alesa Sondakova Gilmore. We love you guys, those fantasy readers. Love you. Yeah, so you it's a big week. We're back. Fantasy. 
We are back, 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 back. So looking forward to it. And then Alan's going to leave us at the end of the month. She's going to go on vacay because she earned it. She works really hard. But we'll talk to you a couple times. <laughs> we'll talk. Well, I'll talk to you a couple times before now and then. So hopefully we're going to like. We're going to get in trouble while the boss is gone because Ellen is the be boss. Like, Ellen is the boss. I can and I, you and I can podcast. We'll take over the Rachel, Rachel and I Rachel, will have a little part. Apologies part-. for the listeners of that podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll miss you guys so much while I'm sitting on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Probably reading like 10 books in a week. Reading books and drinking margaritas, hanging out with my hot husband. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I mean, not the husband part. I got my own. But the beach, the drinks, the books. I need that so bad. Yeah. I'm so proud of you for taking a vacation with just you and your husband for that duration and checking out. Anyway, keep the cha- champagne flowing. And the, books, and the going. B- books going. And happy birthday, Rachel. Like happy that. birthday, Rachel, Woo! bitch. Rachel, bitch. We you did it. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow, because you want to find out what's happening in Dog Eared Books every single week. Yeah, and if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at, at Dog Eared Books Ames or at Dog Eared Books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great! It's so great! <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.